Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. All right, guys, I'm editing this in here because um, this happened after I had recorded the episode. Uh, but and I'm from here on out, I'm going to be talking about this every episode as well from in the foreseeable future. Um, but Steve from WhenProbertWasKing.com um, has created a GoFundMe and uh, with the hopes of raising ten thousand um, dollars to create a website uh, to replace Drop Your Gloves. Now, I mean, I think on every episode of my podcast, uh, myself or the guest or both of us usually have uh, bitched openly that Drop Your Gloves shut down. And I know from going around social media, from talking to numerous fight fans, former players, um, that it is sorely missed. And it was a great website. And there's always been talk about if we could redo it and what have you. Well, Steve has taken it upon himself to get this uh uh, venture going. He has talked to a few computer guys. Um, it is, as I said, 10,000. It was far more expensive than, uh, people had initially thought. But, um, yeah. And with, uh, with the goal of, like I said, raising, raising the money to get the, the, uh, the site back going. And this isn't a scam or anything else. Uh, if anybody knows Steve, I, I know Steve. He is the most passionate person about the hobby. Him and, and Ron and, and those guys. And, um, you know, I know they were, as all of us were, uh, completely crushed and pissed off that Drop Your Gloves went away. And it's been a, um, you know, uh, in my mind, it was just a dream of having it come back or a pipe dream, but um, Steve wants to get it going. And I know from talking to a few people, Ron, and a few people that uh, have saved the the fight cards and the and the data. Um, I know a couple other guys, I won't say their names out here, but I know they have um, data that can be used because they, cause they are the ones that did all the drop your glove stuff. The guy who owned Drop Your Gloves didn't do that stuff. He had a lot of help. He might have done a little bit, but he had a lot of help. And a lot of those guys were were obviously quite pissed that the that he just shuttered the place and off he went without saying anything to anybody. Um, so um, basically, on the GoFundMe, this is the write up Steve has. A few years back, the hockey fight hobby lost one of its most valuable resources when Drop Your Gloves went down. It was a vast database that many fight fans visited daily. Now it's time to build a new fight database that will be owned and operated by fellow fight fans who are devoted to the hockey fight hobby. We are looking to create a website dedicated to chronicling the great history of fighting in hockey, a place that will give fans a point-click access to fight cards of some of the greatest fighters of all time, and they're not so great as well. Um, with the help of you, my fellow fight fans, brethren, we seek to build what was what was once thought was impossible when the yellow site went down. 
we seek to build a central resource for our hobby, a site that will log every fight in the NHL's long and storied history and other leagues as well, a place to go and vote on your favorite scraps, watch fight clips, research fight, clar- research fight card info, trade fight DVDs, or a place to simply talk fights. We want to build a place where fight fans can call home. It's not going to be easy or cheap. We're not looking to run through a quick WordPress site or hire my cousin because he knows a little about computers. We need to bring a web design company that can help us bring our vision to a reality. The minimal cost to build a database like this will be 10000 This is a steep price for anyone who has a family, works, and pays bills. So we're asking our fellow fight enthusiasts to donate to this GoFundMe account to help us reach our goal. This time, The time is now. Jump on board and help us build a bigger and better database. So there you go. That is uh, the write-up for the GoFundMe. Like I said, Steve is beyond passionate about this. And in fact, I am going to get him on the show next week, next Sunday. I'm going to have him on. And uh, we're going to talk about this. And um, and yeah, guys, uh, this is super important. I know I will be donating to this. Um, and like I said, um, you know, any little bit helps. I mean, you don't have to donate hundreds of dollars or whatever. Hey, if you got 20 bucks, 50 bucks, why not? Right. And, uh, like I said, for all the time, just think of all the time you spent on drop your gloves and all the, all the fights you watched and everything else. I, I don't know. That's pretty cheap entertainment for 20, 50 bucks, hundred bucks, what have you. So, um, and like I said, I know times are tough, especially, you know, with COVID and everything going on and, uh, you know, maybe it's asking a lot and if you can't give, you can't, you know, I mean, that's reality, right? But I think if you can, I think it'd be great. Um, I'm trying to, th- I'm racking my brain here, trying to maybe come up with some kind of fundraiser. Maybe I'll sell some fight pictures. Not that that's going to, you know, you know, get us thousands of dollars or anything, but I mean, every little bit helps as you add it up. So, um, I don't know. I'll try to think of something, but, um. Anyway, guys, I wanted to share that with you. And going forward, you're going to be hearing this a lot because I'm going to be sharing this every episode because I love me some Drop Your Gloves website. That was as as a, on a from a selfish standpoint, um, as a as a fight podcaster. I mean, those fight cards were everything when you're doing a fight podcast. So to have those go away was a real kick in the nuts. And uh, yeah, so. Uh, you know, and I know all, many of the videos that I uploaded ended up on Drop Your Gloves for the people to watch, which was really cool. In fact, that's how I picked what videos I upload. When I was going through a DVD, if I saw a fight, I would go to Drop Your Gloves. Oh, that fight's not on there? Okay. And I'd upload it to to my site because I knew, you know, t- 10 minutes later it would be on, on that site. So um, I would like to continue to do that. And uh, And like I said, everybody you've talked to, oh, when that site went down, that was brutal, you know. So, hey... How about we? How about we rebuild it? And uh, and like I said, it's it'll be it'll be run by passionate fans. I mean, if you have Steve and Ron and guys like that at the at the wheel in the driver's seat of this thing, uh, your site's in good hands. And and they're like I said, they're not going anywhere. And these guys will uh, will do anything for the hobby. And um, yeah, guys, let's help them out. Um, like I said, I know my, my listenership, I don't, I don't have a vast listenership, but I mean, for those listening, um, people listening to this show know what drop your gloves was. So, and what it meant. So, uh, yeah, let's give hey guys. All right. And, uh, all right, let's get on with, uh, this, this episode, but this certainly won't be the last time I'm going to be pumping this out and tweeting it and Facebooking it and everything. So, um, yeah, guys, let's see if, let's see, let's raise this money and, uh, let's rebuild this. Thanks. 
And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 91 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another crazy Sunday. In the middle of March Madness. You want to hear about my bracket? No, nobody wants to hear about your bracket. But I do love the March Mad. Not that I'm a massive basketball guy, but I do love March Madness. I love the tournament. I love betting on it. Um, I like betting on college basketball in general. Um, so yeah, and we have a big, we have an office pool and all that stuff and we kind of, you know, we all get into it, but, uh, yeah, I dig it. But, uh, anyway, yes. So I'm recording this on Friday, so I don't, uh, I'm not quite sure. I know there's a few games. I know I think I lost Florida already, but, uh, there's a few games that I haven't looked, but, uh, I wanted to get this out of the way. Um, Again, episode 91, I encourage anybody listening to please uh, go and check out the back catalog. Uh, Wednesday's guest was Jared Dumba and uh, received a lot of um, uh, really positive feedback about it, um, which was really cool. And and it was actually really, really great with the uh, by doing the show. Uh, a bunch of ex-teammates of Jared's reached out and uh, got a hold of him after the show and uh you know and he hadn't spoken to them for quite a while so that was really cool that the you know that the the podcast could be the kind of the catalyst in that and uh you know and and Jared has done a great job um prom- I'm really grateful for the promotion that he's done of the of his episode he's been all over social media with it and um and also the kind words he left for the show and uh which I I really appreciate and it was really nice to read and very humbling and, um, yeah. And the fact that, like I said, that this, that the show could be, uh, you know, you know, a vehicle to, to create that, um, reconnection, so to speak is, uh, was, was really cool. And, um, you know, and I mean, any regular listener of the show knows that I've had my issues and with guests and everything else, no showing and stuff. And I rant and rave on here and, and, uh, you know, I've openly questioned, about continuing doing the show and stuff. Cause that can be really frustrating. And, um, so when, a when, a you know, um, when a guest like Jared, uh, or when a guest says something like Jared, like, I mean, all the guys have been good that I've had on and, you know, respectful and, and we've had great conversations and, you know, and, and a few of them have, have said the, the same thing, but, um, yeah, when you, when you hear that, it, it kind of, uh, sort of reinvigorates, reinvigorates you and uh and you kind of remember why you're yeah i I guess not you remember why you're doing it but um um i don't know how to put it how to to word it but it it was just um it was just really cool and uh yeah so if you have not listened i encourage you to go back and listen it was it was a little different episode like i would say at the start right enforcer based podcasting but um you know, Jared certainly wasn't an enforcer when he played. He was a first line player as a point of game pro. And, um, but I wanted to get him on, um, you know, for, cause I hadn't done it. I've never, I, I hadn't done it up to that point, but to get a first liner on and get their perspective of the fourth liner. And, uh, and he was great. And like I told, told some great stories. He's played a lot of tough guys. And, uh, I know from talking to him off air that he has a lot more stories in the tank. So I don't think that'll be the last time we're going to have Jared Dumbo on the show for sure. Oh, hold on. Like I said, it is Friday. And let's get this show rolling. Like we say here on Sundays around here, for anybody new, Wednesday is interview day, whether it be with an ex-player or a fight fan or what have you. 
And then Sunday is kind of shit show Sunday, as coined by Joe Lazito. Uh, you know, I just sort of ramble about the the uh, current events and uh, what caught my eye and maybe an old uh, article I come across or what have you. It's just a general potpourri show. And, uh, yeah, today I think I'm going to be, you know, just, um, I'm going to talk about the, the Richie, uh, Cara incident, um, is fighting, making a comeback. Uh, John Scott and Curtis Gabriel had some words and, uh, Gord Miller and the bar stool and that whole fiasco. I'll have a little comments about that. Um, I, I will not talk about much on this, but I did see the other night that the New York Rangers beat Philadelphia nine, nothing, and there was no fights. And it was just like, ah, uh, yeah. I, I just think of Dave Brown and Baruby and Schultz and the Broad Street Bullies and all that history. It was, it was just, I think, I mean, not that that hasn't happened before. It's happened many times lately, but in terms of like blowouts and no fights. But I think when I just, when I just sat back and thought about it and it was the Flyers, it was just like, you know, how so 2021. And I know everybody online, I see it, and everybody yell, oh, fighting's up. Well, you know, up from what? You know, like, you know, something's more than nothing. You know, I mean, it had nowhere to go but up, you know. And, I mean, and there's been some fights, sure. But, I mean, overall, yeah, I mean, they're up. But, I mean, are they up? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. I And for whatever spike this year might have, because again, you're playing the same team eight times or whatever. Yeah, there's going to be some hurt, pissed off feelings and which will lead to shit for sure. But, uh, you know, come next year when they all go back to the normal schedule that we're used to, I mean, you know, do you think this is going to continue? Like, no, you're going to have your fucking Wednesday snore fest, Carolina versus Phoenix, you know, when you can fucking hear a mouse piss on cotton, you know, they're, they're not going to be mad at each other. So, you know, like I said, you'll always have your guys that'll, you know, that'll fight now and again. But um, overall, yeah, you know, whatever. But I mean, like I said, I, I think some people are just so desperate. They just cling to anything to yell that their fighting's back. And it's like, oh, maybe if this continues, the enforcer will come back. Where, where the fuck is the enforcer going to come from? Like, really, have you, have you watched any junior, have you followed any junior hockey whatsoever? It's rhetorical, I know you haven't, because if you had, you'd clearly know the enforcer's not coming back, because nobody fights in junior. When there's a three-fight limit in the Ontario League and the Quebec League, who the fuck is fighting? You know, I know the Western League doesn't have a, has a, doesn't have a fight limit yet, but I mean, it's not like they're throwing down 30 times a year like it's 1986 anymore. You know, and again, that can be argued whether that's good or bad, whatever. You know, well, they're just kids. I love that one. But, um, no, it's a different game. And everybody, I I see this all the time on Twitter and on Facebook. And, well, you can thank Bettman, you know. No, you can thank David Branch and Hockey Canada. He's the one that fucking ended it. Boys, you know, like I always say, you don't chop a tree down from the top. You chop it from the bottom. You cut off the pipeline and no one's coming. That's what they did. David Branch and Hockey Canada killed fighting. It wasn't Batman? What rule did Batman ever put in against fighting? I don't know. I'm trying to. Th- I can't think of any. Now they're not out there openly promoting it, but I mean, you know. Oh, I shouldn't say that. I guess the one rule was like, what is it? The five ten minutes left in the game rule. Yeah, that one really hurt for the brawls. Yeah, I will say that. I will agree to that. But overall, for years and years. 
wasn't Batman. It was Junior. Like I said, you can't like it's not like all of a sudden these guys had two fights in their life and all of a sudden they're gonna they're gonna come to the they're gonna turn pro and become fucking Ben Wilson all of a sudden. Like if you never fought in junior, what the fuck would you start fighting in pro for? You know? I mean, oh a guy might oh if you're gonna stick around if I add some grit to my game, so I'll fight three times a year. Okay. So and then you get the slap dickle fights where, you know, let's tuck our chins, put our jer- put our visors down Jersey jab until the refs get in. Well, okay, well, all of a sudden we're the big fighters now. You know, like... Again, I'm not saying everything's got to be morasty bossy, but I mean, you know, Jesus, boys, maybe keep your head up and throw one down the pipe now and again. Just saying, you know. But, you know, but I, I, I always... You know, one of the sayings I'm fond of saying around here is, you know, you can't, you can't paint stripes on a house cat and call it a tiger. You know, Again, all of a sudden, these guys come out of junior, you know, with, oh, it's the league champ. He's got five career fights in the Ontario League. Oh, he's the league champ, though. You know, okay, oh, wait until he gets the NHL. Boy, Reeves is in trouble. You know, and I really wish somebody would take a round out of Reeves. Who's going to, I hate the way Reeves acts. He's no, somebody, well, no one's going to do anything about it. That's why Reeves acts the way he acts. Whatever that may be. I mean, I don't know. Do you ever watch anything in the 90s? Do you ever see Ty Domi in them? How they acted? I don't know. You act like Reeves, like this is new shit or something. I don't know. Do you ever watch Warrell? Like Brashear? Domi? You know? You, <laughs> well, I guess not, right? So, but whatever. But you guys all act like this is new shit or something. But anyway. But yes. But here I'm already starting. And before I, I should have done this before I even got going. Um, like I said, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. Over 55 shows on the network. Whatever team you're a fan of, there is a show for you. All the NHL teams are represented. Some show, I mean, some teams have three and four podcasts about them. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Um, also, I'm on the original content side myself, Terry Ryan, uh, Brad Lieb. I know Terry Ryan. I was just listening to it on the way home today. He had uh, Paul Bissonnette on his show. And it was good. It was a different kind of interview with Biz. Um, I'm not going to go on that I'm some spit and chiglets expert because I certainly haven't listened to all their episodes. I really haven't listened to to many spit and chiglets interviews at all. To be completely honest, I really don't listen to a lot of hockey podcasts. But um, if they had a guest on that I like, I'll have them on. But um, it was kind of a different, it's a different interview. Like I said, I'm not all the way through it yet, but I'm pretty much done it. Um, Yeah, it's a little more, it's like more subdued and it's just like, you know, it's like, it's talking to Paul. You know, it's not, you know, the frat boy bullshit. And, and I mean, that's their shtick on, I, I know they're playing to their audience on Spit and Chicklets. I get all that. I'm not, I don't have a problem with that. But it's like the character that they play, right? He's not really playing a character on this one. It's him and Terry are more just talking. So I think it's just, a, I, I just enjoyed it, just a different side. Um, so yeah, that was really cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's what's happening on the network. Then, of course, for my off-network friends, Joe Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles, Islander Enforcer Podcast. Um, yeah, he's had Mick Fakota on, Dean Ewan, Eric Bolton, Aaron Asham, on and on. Uh, right now, he's in the he's three parts in with Trevor Gillies, and I mean these episodes are a few hours each, and they're getting right down to brass tacks. I mean, every I think every guy Gillies ever played with, he's talked about so. Um, it's really in depth. And like I said, Joe and Trevor have been friends for years. So it's a real personal type interview too. So, um, just, it's outstanding. I've, for the last weeks I've been going on and on about it, so I won't anymore, but 
I'm done promoting your tire, pumping your tires, Joe. That's it. I gotta, I should maybe lean into the mic and talk louder. Joe's a little old. We gotta, you know, it's all right. I can, I can make these, I'm catching up to Joe anyway. I'm only a few years behind him. So, although it's interesting, Joe wants to go to Florida. Of course he wants to go to Florida, you know, Del Boca Vista. Yeah. Actually, Joe, Joe might become the, some, there's going to be some lucky senior center down there. Joe might become the condo board president. You know, Alec can hook him up. I mean, he retired. You know, he's down there in Lando Lakes or wherever he, that whatever mud show he's hanging out in. So I don't know, Mud Hut. Uh, it's Florida. Yeah, everybody knows Florida, man. Yeah, they're crazy down there. Although, hey, the few t- the few times I've been in Florida, I dig it. They were it was it was cool. Of course, you get a Disney World, right? But uh, oh, bombing around Cape Canaveral, down in Tampa and shit and whatever. No, it was cool. I dig it. Um, Lakeland and stuff. Um, yeah, what was I saying? I completely forgot. Oh, so check out Joe's back catalog. Great guest. Check out the Trevor Gillies interview. Awesome. I know spring must be around the corner. It's like 14 here today where I'm wearing shorts right now, but I can tell because my neighbor fired up his leaf blower. It's the first time I've heard that this spring. He's kind of got the OCD. So every time there's like a piece of branch or leaf on his deck, the blower comes out for 10 minutes. Like in the summertime, well, well, now, starting now, I'll hear this bullshit every hour and a half. I'll hear this. Well, there we go. Now he's done. Yeah, it, it goes for a minute or two, and then it's just like, holy shit, man. Anyway, so yes, spring must be here. I can hear leaf floor. I can hear uh, Ron's leaf floor. But um, yeah, Five for Fighting podcast, Alec retired. Then he's going to come back. Then he's going to, like I said, fart in a blanket. But he does have an outstanding back catalog. Yablonski, Bialois, Rob Ray. Check it. I thought you were done, Ron. But check out his back catalog. It's tremendous. Um, Alec did a great job. Um, so we're sort of up in the air to see what he's doing. He's got a big project going on. He's just being salty these last couple days. That's why. And, he, and he's talking like he wants to get the pod. He's talking crazy. Like he's going to get the podcast going again. He's just bitter. I told him I could turn the mic on. He can come rant on here for a couple, for 20 minutes or half an hour. That'll get it out of his system. <laughs> but, uh, also Dan, Paul and Kelly over at the obey the puck show and Fred and Dave at the Slewfoot Hockey Show. A couple current shows for you, off-network shows, but they're current shows. They cover the NHL and women's hockey and the minors and whatever whatever the haps be, as the kids say. And they're very nice people, and like I say all the time, I listen to them so I don't have to watch. And I'm, I'm caught up and I'm in the loop, so I'm down with what the, what's going down on the streets. I'm in the, I'm in the great, I have my, my ear to the grapevine. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just sort of rambling. On this show? No. Let's get started. Well, and before I get going, um, I would like to say thank you. Um, there's been lots of fan, uh, lots of fan. Listen to me, lots of fans. Okay, <laughs> I don't mean it to sound like that. Um, but I've, I've, I've noticed um, there's been a bunch of people that um, that really that really promote my episodes, and um, and and I and I said this on Facebook. The reason I bring this up is because I posted on Facebook yesterday that I sort of apologized to everybody for sort of like spamming your timeline or whatever um, with my episode, which I'll do. And even on Twitter, I'll retweet the episode, whatever it happens to be, um, a couple times a day, 
once in the morning, once in the afternoon or, or the evening. Um, just so people, it refreshes. And so people, when they're scrolling on their timeline, they see it again. Because if not, it just gets lost in the sea of posts and tweets and everything else and never be seen again. And like I said, social media is my vehicle for advertising. You know, and and, and that's why I really appreciated Jared Dumba, the guest, my last guest, um, for promoting it like he does. Like I said, the, if a guest can promote the show, that's a huge uh, for myself or, or Joe or Alec or whoever happens to be doing the show. Cause like I said, we don't have alcohol named after us. We don't have a national media conglomerate behind our show to advertise all over the place. Um, yeah, I'm not knocking a hockey podcast network. Like I always said, we just started out little engine that could, I'm a very proud member of the network. And, uh, I love what Isha and Dylan and all them and the, the producer pigeon are doing. Um, but, the Hockey Podcast Network obviously isn't Barstool Sports. I mean, you know, so, you know, they, um, you know, so I need what, basically what I'm saying is I need all the help I can get in terms of advertising and any, you know, if, hey, you know, if a player's on and they tell all their friends, like, hey, I was on this show and whatever, and if that leads to 15, 20 more downloads, hey, that helps me out. And I greatly appreciate it. And then maybe if they're listening, oh, you know, this guy's not bad or whatever. And they go out and check a back catalog out. And then there, I now have another listener. Um, I don't know. I don't know how many times that happens. I'm sure, I'm sure I have many people that are one and done. They listen because it was their friend and okay, that's it. I'm done. And that's fine too. I, I appreciate every, anybody that takes the time to listen. Um, and download the show. Please download my show. Don't stream it. I sound like Lars Ulrich. Don't stream my show, guys. In all seriousness, if you're streaming it right now, can you hit stop and then download it and then play again? Because it's like, I, you know, I, I get paid on the download percentages. So, God, I sound like a telethon here. It's like a, it's like audio GoFundMe. But, uh, but no, really, that, the downloads is what helps me out. And, um, but, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so the promoting. Um, yeah, so, I mean, social media is the vehicle in which, you know, I use uh, to promote. And uh, anyway, uh, so I put that on Facebook, apologizing for spamming, and and everybody's um, responses were really great, and no problem. And like and like Dan pointed out, they can just keep scrolling, man. It's not like you know, it's not like I'm inconveniencing them that much. And it's like I get it, but I just it was a friend of mine that I was talking to, and he kind of, boy, you 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 sure put it up on Facebook a lot every day. It's kind of he didn't mean it in this in that mean sense of spamming. He was just sort of we were talking about something, and he brought it up. And so it got me thinking, I'm like, oh, you know, if that's a friend of mine saying that, it's like, oh my God, what are these people that I, you know, I, that I don't know saying about me, right? So, you know, not that I was going to stop doing it, but I just wanted to point out to people that this is why I'm doing it. You know, I'm not trying to be the annoying fucking ad guy. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to sell, you know, Amway or something. It, uh, you know, I'm not, tr- you know, you know what I'm saying? So, um, that, that was sort of the point I was trying to get across. I'm not trying to sell you anything or spam anything. I'm just trying to get eyes on the product and, you know, ears listening. And, um, so yeah, anyway, that's what's going on. And, uh, so if anybody was like, uh, on Facebook reading my post or whatever, that's, that's what I was talking about. But, uh, yeah. So like I said, any, any advertising is great. And, uh, but yeah, like I said, and you know, and I know out like the loyal F- farmer, Rob and, and, uh, uh, Dr. Chris and, you know, I, I'm, 
Jay out in Iowa there and, uh, you know, and, and in Finland. Uh, hey, feel better, man. Yeah, keep fighting, man. Keep battling back. That's Pillow Punchers on Twitter. If anybody's wondering where he's been, he's, you know, having a little tough time, um, you know. Um, so, but I have talked to him and we were bullshitting, but, uh, you know, feel better, man. Get back at her. People miss you out there. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Jay's and, 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 and everybody, uh, John Searson out in the UK, I was probably pissed every member of some of the UK message message board community off by posting my 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 episodes and um you know a guy like Chris Aldred I mean I really appreciate it Jason Ward all you guys uh Scott um you, you UK guys uh, you know Long Lens you know Sam Bell I mean uh you guys are tremendous um I, I, I'm, if I miss, if I missed out on you, I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm just off the top of my head. I'm just yelling names out. It wasn't like I had a, I made a list or anything. Um, but yeah, the support has been outstanding and, uh, I see it all the time and I don't say it a lot of times on the episodes. I try to get back to you as much as I can. Not again, I'm not trying to sound like I'm, oh, I'm just, I, I don't have time for the little people. I'm not trying to sound like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. You know, you get on with Twitter or whatever, and I, you know, you have a life and everything going on too. Um, like, I would love to personally phone each and every one of you and thank you for all the, the, the advertising you've done for the show. And you're there every episode. I see it, the download numbers, and uh, and it's very humbling, and I and I very much appreciate it. And um, you know, and all, and to hear all these ex players listening. You know, Haley and Ken, Kenny Boone and Pop and all those guys and uh, Marco and, and everybody and, and Pete Vandermeer and, um, you know, on and on that I, that, that, you know, Chris Graff and Mazer and those guys that listen to the show. I mean, it, Steve Parsons on and on, um, is very, is very humbling. And, um, Goose, I hear Goose is listeners, you know, lots of guys and it's, it's great. And, um, yeah, and the show has really grown, and um, you know, um, it, it's it's amazing, and it really is. And um, I was joking; I, I took a picture of uh, of the Chartables rankings, um, uh, number forty six in Canada as we speak right now. It's every twenty four hours they do the rankings. How exact they are, I don't know, but it was more just for the for the. I, it tickled me that the that uh, what was it the uh, United Arab. Um, Emirates, Emirates, um, it's, it's, um, Dubai, it's Western Asia. <laughs> I was, I was number three. I, I put the picture up. I was number nine. I looked, I'm number three today. Um, and I, I was in front of Don Cherry, Don Cherry. I was so, so to the boys, I don't know if you're over there. I don't know what you're doing in, in Western Asia. If you're over there, uh, teaching English or whatever happens because I'm pretty sure I'm not, uh, not a lot of Asian folks tuning into the show. So I'm sure there's obviously some Canadians or North Americans over there. Uh, Hey boys and girls, thank you very much for, uh, for boosting me up the charts. I dig it. Um, I laughed. Like I said, I forget Vegas. I should head over to Western Asia. I'm big over there. (laughs) No. So, I mean, when you, so I had to, I had to put the screenshot on the, on social media and I was laughing. I said, even if for one day I can always say, it. I'd like, I, I'm, I was ahead of Don Cherry's podcast, you know. Yeah, I had to go all the way to Asia to do it, but hey, I got it once anyway. But, uh, 
but no, it, it's just more of just an indication of how, how the show is going and, and, uh, and how listeners are going up and it, it's tremendous. And, um, and like I said, I get a lot of, um, and I do get a lot of private messages and stuff from you guys and, uh, saying you love the show and whatever. And, uh, it's awesome. I mean, and that, that's the reason why you keep doing it. Cause really I'm just a guy sitting here, you know, drinking, drinking beers on a Friday and yelling into a microphone and, uh, you know, about ready to close the window because my crazy neighbor and his leaf blower. That's it. So to think all of a sudden I'm the number three hockey podcast in Western Asia. Yeah, it's kind of, it, you think about it, it's just kind of bizarre to say out loud. So, um, yeah, it's been really cool, guys. And, uh, yeah, and like I said, there's been a bunch of times I've wanted to quit doing this because I get discouraged and, not that anybody's, li- I didn't do this to get listens or to become number three in Western. That's just a funny side, side thing of, of, from doing the show. Um, no, I, I, be- the only reason I ever did this show and I'm going to continue to do this show or the only reason I'm doing it was just to talk. I, I just, I, I kind of have like this, I always wanted to be in radio and, uh, this was sort of my outlet to relive my radio fantasy, I guess. And, uh, and I was just a, a hockey guy and I like talking fights. And, uh, so that was the topic I decided to talk about. And, um, yeah, I didn't do it for any other reason other than that. I wasn't going to sit and yell and scream and hope make YouTube videos like, you know, dangle or something. And then hope Sportsnet, uh, oh, this is going to be, this going to get me on Sportsnet. I don't give a shit. I have a good, I have, I'm fortunate enough to have a good job. I'm, I don't, I'm not looking at this as some friggin' stepping stone or some dream like that. No, I just... Hey, I was just going to hit play or hit record on a microphone. And if anybody listened, basically what I, now that I am saying this, I guess I was a big fan of fight message boards, whether it be fried chicken, rink rat, glass rattler, um, hockeyfights.com before they fucked that site up. But I was a, I was a big message board guy. I was not that I was a big contributor. I did sometimes, but I just enjoyed reading it. I liked reading the history. I like seeing people's experiences from different locations. Like this guy used to go to all the Denver Spurs games and this guy always went to the Fort Worth Comets games and, and you'd get their stories and I could contribute with the Blade stories and I always just liked that. And then when they all went away, it was really aggravating. So basically this just be, I've always looked at this podcast as sort of a, an audio version of the fight message boards and it's for the fight fans. And, um, yeah, and it's for all the guys that post on that. It's for all the guys that post in the Enforcer Appreciation Group on Facebook, which you should go, which Alex started that you guys, if you're on Facebook, please join. Um, yeah, that's why I do the show is for those fans because that's what I am, right? I'm one of those guys. I'm that guy. So, and, um, the, the happy byproduct of it has been to talk to players, you know, cause they're on social media and Hey, you want to come on? Okay. You know? And so that's been really fun too. Um, but like I said, I, it's not like I'm, I'm trying to get a hold of NHL.com to get credentials so I can talk to Sidney Crosby. I give two, I have nothing against Sidney Crosby, but I could give two shits about talking to Sidney Crosby. You know, I mean, whatever, you know, I'd personally rather talk to Jay Caulfield, but that's just me. But, um, you know, but that's why I, I, I prefer talking to the minor and junior guys anyway, because that's who I relate to and that's who I know. And, um, I, and there's, to me, in my opinion, their, their story is just as important and just as valid and as fun as an, as a 10 year NHL guy. 
you just might not know all the names that are involved. But it's no different than if it's Dallas Anderson or 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 Malkin. In terms of a story, it's still a story. And it's still funny. So we're, all we're doing is the only difference is the uh, the location. But the hockey guys all have good stories, and I'm I'm happy to bring them to you. And uh, you know, and uh, like I said, there's no time. I don't know how long, much longer I'll do this for. I don't know. Um, but we're going. It's going good so far, and I've enjoyed being on the network. And uh, yeah, and it's just like I said, it's just been lately. It's everything's sort of just fallen in. I mean, it's you know. Uh, kind of in a groove a little bit, and I'm just I'm just feeling real good about it. And because, um, like I said, you do this, you put in the effort, you research, and everything else, and sometimes you wonder, is anybody really listening? And um, so, when you get feedback and positive reinforcement, it uh, it's really cool. And uh, yeah. Anyway, guys, I just wanted to, I wanted to just share that with you guys because, like I said, it, it's um, I just really appreciate um, everyone taking the time to to listen and, and yeah, like I said, it's, it's really cool, but let's get on to things. Oh, and I, I didn't say it last time. I wanted to talk about it last episode. Um, but yes, rest in peace. Marvelous Marvin Hagler, probably my favorite boxer, him and Tommy Morrison, who unfortunately passed away as well. Um, I was watching, uh, there's a really good, uh, I haven't subscribed to it, so I, the name on YouTube, it's a boxing channel. Well, there's Rummy's Corner. I'm real, I just found him. That's a really, I enjoy listening to his shows um, on YouTube. Uh, Teddy Atlas, of course. I enjoy listening to some of his stuff. I can, I have time, sometimes I have a tough time listening to it. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I do enjoy, he seems, I mean, the guy's so knowledgeable and stuff. I like his, uh, when he breaks stuff down, he does, and he's in the gym, and he kind of shows you different things. That's pretty cool. Um, but, uh, oh, god damn, what's it called now? It's like Boxing Live TV or something. It, it's a shame because it looks like their channel's sort of dormant. They haven't really done anything for about six months. But um, he made some great videos before that. And um, some of the stuff on there about Hagler and just biographies kind of stuff or Marvin's top five wins and stuff like that. And it's just been interesting to go back and through. Cause I mean, everybody remembers Hagler Hearns, right? Best three rounds of boxing. But, uh, that first round is unbelievable. Um, but like, yeah, Hagler. And then they're talking about like Hagler run out in the frozen sand dunes out in Massachusetts, yelling war and stuff and a bunny, uh, you know, it's just unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, I was a huge Hagler fan. That guy was just stone cold, man. And, uh, personally, I always think he got the shaft against Sugar Ray, too. I think he won that fight. Sugar Ray got on his bicycle. It was embarrassing. But, um, Sugar Ray's a great fighter and everything, but that was bullshit, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, so rest in peace, Marvin. Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Tremendous. Um, yeah, one of the, uh, things I wanted to, I sort of mentioned, um, and it's sort of, uh, it was earlier this year, uh, this week when, um, uh, Richie for Calgary there knocked out, uh, Cara, um, you know, that was a real tough shot and the guy's lying there and, um, you know, it was tough to see. Um, but you, all of a sudden you go on social media and, and I, and I think it's the attitude that just bugged me that it's like all of a sudden it became, fighting became real to somebody, to some people. 
And it's like, what do you think's been going on this whole time? Like, oh, you know, and I think it's because just people watch so many fights or they go on YouTube and just become desensitized to it or something. Or I don't know if it's just like this gener- this video game world that people live in. Like they don't, they somehow don't think it's real. But then all of a sudden when something like that happens, oh, I, I don't know if I like fighting anymore. I, I, I don't know. Okay, it took something like that for you to come up with that realization. Like, what have you been doing this whole time? Like, shit got real, and now all of a sudden, we're we're gonna have a. Let's, well, they should really be having the conversation if this is really, if there's really a reason for this. Oh, okay. Well, the players still all want it. I'm sure if you ask Kara, he'd still want it. So, like I would say, so the conversation ends there. If the players want it, they want it. Um. But no, the, the, just that attitude. Just I, I guess it's it's more just the I don't know. Just like what are you like? Just the ignorant stance that some or not even that. I don't know. It's just a like what are you daydreaming? Like it's just like, what did you think was going on this whole time? Like yeah, it's a at the end of the day, it's a it's a fist fight on ice between two trained elite level athletes, especially back. You know, when you got like a Trevor Gillies and Bugard and McIntyre and those guys, like trained killers on blades fighting. Like in your mind, did you not think that was real or that's WWE or I, I, maybe it's so much t- staged, stage fight, like somehow it's not real or pulling punches or something. I don't know. I'm just, you know, it, and it just se- it seemed like such an odd mindset to me. Like it was just like, what the fuck did you think was going on? Yeah, it's dangerous. Of course it is. It's a fist fight on ice. Yeah, something might go wrong. Oh, it's just a matter of time until something goes wrong. Yeah, because, like, breaking your hand or your nose or orbital bone or anything, you know, that's, you know, what do you what do you think, that's 9 to 5 shit? Like, yeah, lots goes wrong. Lots does go wrong. You know? <laughs> like, I don't know. It was just... This, this, I guess this bit has no point to it, but it, I was just, I, I'm just more speaking out loud, thinking out loud. Like, I don't, I don't, I was just rolling my eyes at some of the responses. Not, again, not that I'm surprised by any of this. I've been on social media long enough to know, but it's just, yeah, shit got real. Think about it. That's why, like, the guys that did that role have the ultimate respect from their teammates. Like Jared Dumba talked about it. To go the anxiety level that it takes to perform that role, to get into that mindset, then to go out and do it. Because even in, in most people in life have it's the fight or flight response, and most people have a flight response. You know, so I always liken it to like back in the day, everybody had one of these, or a lot of people had these. It's the old three o'clock high of that movie with buddy Ravel. But I mean, we all went through it. Hey, you're getting mad at a guy, whatever, meet me behind the, you know, the, the shed at three o'clock and we're going to fight. So all day you have that anxiety building in your pit of your stomach, you know, and then you got to go out and face the guy at three o'clock, that feeling that you have, these guys lived through that for 82 games, you know, and maybe it didn't happen that night. They're probably the most relieved they are is when they get to the building and realize the guy's a scratch, you know. So the mental toll it takes, not only the physical toll, but the mental toll and everything else. So 
like I understand, like, and I'm sure most of the people listening understand that. Or if you don't, you should. But it was, it just, I don't want to say it was disrespectful, but it was just seemed like so, like, what do you think these guys were doing the whole time? Like, that's why the, the role, it's the hardest role in sports, in my opinion. And that's why these guys are so revered by their teams and their teammates because of the role they perform. And they should be respected for that. And I'm not going to cliche warriors and yelling all that fucking alpha male horse shit, but it's like, yeah, like that it's, it was the ultimate sacrifice for your team is to put your health on the line for a teammate or for the logo. So for these people to sit on social media and, you know, all, why do we really need this? Like, isn't this a wake up call? No, well, we all knew it. I don't know. It's maybe it's your wake up call, but I don't know. Have some respect. I mean, I know I'm speaking on deaf ears, but it's like uh, I don't care, and I don't give a shit. It was a junior, junior B, junior A. You performed that role that ninety eight percent of the rest of the team didn't. Especially nowadays. Back then, everybody'd have their scrapes. I shouldn't say that, but but nowadays. Half these buttercups are going to play a t- have a 10, 15 year career and never drop the gloves once. Again, that can be argued if that's good or bad, whatever, but it's, you know, so it's, it's different mindset now, obviously, but their respect level, like, like Austin Matthews respect level for a, a, a rich Kloon or something like that is there. I can tell you that, you know, or a Wayne Simmons or, well, Simmons has been in the NHL for whatever, but you know what I'm saying? You know, it's like, yeah, those guys are respected. And I don't know, to me, when, when fans just talk stupid, it just, it bugs me. But anyway, we'll move on from that. But I will say before I go with on that, uh, yeah, so I think we could all, and I think we, and we're all fucking probably guilty of, of becoming desensitized to things. Um, I think just in the world in general, violence and everything else, I think we just all glaze over now. Um, but, yeah, next time there's a fist fight on the ice, or you're on my YouTube channel, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube, but next time you're on my YouTube channel or whatever, and you're going down that rabbit hole and you're watching these fights, yeah, just think about what went into that and what they're going through. You know, puts a little different perspective on it, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, well, and speaking of guys that did it, um, I see John Scott ripping on Curtis Gabriel. Although I believe Gabriel was on, did he go on his show? I heard that they were going to, he was going to come on his show, um, after Scott made the comments, but, um, here, talk amongst yourselves while I look it up. I, I want to find the exact, so I have it right. Okay. It was kind of like the settle down kid and John Scott has this podcast, drop your gloves, dropping the gloves. Um, anyway, I guess, and Curtis Gabriel is very active on social media, um, but, um, so he sent out the post game to everybody saw him talking to Clifford and stuff with the blues and whatever. And then they fought, um, well, he, he tweets out, nobody will disrespect this team without retribution. Okay. So, uh, John Scott on his podcast, um, just goes pump the brakes, Gabriel. You've been in the league for less than half a quarter of a cup of coffee. Like, you've had a handful of career fights. Like, let's not get carried away here, man. That kind of irked me a little bit. You're not even in the top five, ten guys in the league who are tough. 
when you get a reputation, you can maybe say something like that. But even, but even that, like, I don't think you, you should say something like that. It's embarrassing. It's like, okay, you're the man. Everyone is going to see that quote and they're going to, they're going to want to do anything versus the sharks because they're scared of Curtis Gabriel. Stuff like that, where you're just showboating a little bit in the media, like no one cares. I hope he gets knocked out and deserves to get beat up after that comment. He fought Clifford and he fought Reeves and he did okay in both fights. Good for him. It doesn't mean you can go out and spout off at the mouth like no one is going to mess with the Sharks if I'm in the lineup. Like easy, honestly. Settle down, kid. Okay. Well, it's fair enough. I mean, you know, which was Gabriel's response to Scott, you know. He just said, agree to disagree, love love your career, whatever. Gabriel, and I, like I said, I think he's gone on the show or he's going to go on John Scott's show. So, um, it was just interesting. And I've seen the talk about Gabriel online from a few people. Um, and really, it's like, why is everyone, it, it's, I, there's friggin' hockey outside of the NHL. There really is. And these guys get so wrapped up in it. And it's just like, Curtis Gabriel, I've looked it up. He had 39 fights in the Ontario Hockey League when he played there. He has 53 fights in the American League and he has 17 in the NHL. Why are we talking like this guy is just like some, they, they found him in some adult safe league somewhere and, you know, and he, and they taught him how to fight. Now I'm not saying the guy's Tony Twist, but let's put a little fucking respect on his name, please. You know. Again, this is two weeks in a row that I'm like sticking up for like these new school guys. But seriously. And I mean, John Scott, I've said it before. I was never a John Scott fan. I have no, hey, the guy went and did it and whatever. I'm not, you know, I have utmost respect for his career and what he did. But I've always said, I think John Scott likes the smell of his own farts. Like legend in his own mind. And it's like, okay, Scott, like you have 50, you had 54 career NHL fights. Maybe, you know, it's not like you were putting up Bob Probert numbers. 286 career games, you had 54 fights. Well, this guy's got 17 fights in 46 games. And you had 33 American League fights, and he has 53 American League fights. And then you you played one year of junior, and then you were a college guy. So, I mean, all total, he's probably been in more fights than you've been in. But, of course, then it's this idea, well, it wasn't the NHL, so that doesn't count. Or some, you know, I'm not saying Scott said this, but this is like the mindset people have, you know. And it's like, go look at who Curtis Gabriel's fought. Like, are we fucking serious? Like Maggio, Limbus, Hagel, Darren Kramer, Beach, Saborn, Yavanko, McNeil, Dalton Smith, Doty, Kanzig, uh, Devane, Kessie, McGrath. That's just the American League. And then Brett Gallant a bunch of times. Uh, Brett Gallant, who I can tell you now is probably the t- is probably the toughest guy in hockey. Like, yeah, but he's in the American League, so enough of this. NA- oh, he's not even in the top ten fighter. Are you shitting me? The N- does the NHL have ten guys that'll fight? Like, again, let's have a little respect. In the NHL, he's fought Anthony Peluso, Thorburn, Cassian, Reeves a couple times, McElrath, Felino, Ferlin, Lucic, Russ, uh, Ross Johnson, Clifford. Yeah, so what are we? Why are we talking like this guy's out, out out of nowhere? Who who is this kid? Like really? Like maybe show some respect, you know? And I just 
yeah, but this idea that, and again, I'm not sitting here claiming that Curtis Gabriel is like the toughest guy in the league and he's the next Tony Twist. Keep an eye out for him. But I mean, could we maybe show the guy some respect? Like all of a sudden it's like, oh, if you don't fight in the NHL, you're, oh, you're just not that tough. Like I said, like I listed off his AHL card. Like it's the who's who in the American League. You know, so it's not like he's just sitting down there doing nothing. Like, give it a rest. And like I said, and he's fought Gallant a few times. Let's say he beat Gallant, but he fought Gallant and Limbus a bunch of times. Like those guys are tougher and just as, as as tough as anybody playing in the National Hockey League right now. Let's can we get over this though? If they're not in the NHL, they're not as tough. Fuck, you know. Brent Gallant would make these guys cry. Like I'll put Brent Gallant up against Ryan Reeves any day and twice on Sunday. You serious? Again. Not saying, oh, he'd come in and knock everybody out, but I mean, easy with the whole, you know, yeah, oh, kid. Like, I don't know. It's just, again, Scott has the, the, the cachet to, sh- I mean, I don't have anything to say like that, but I mean, yeah, he's got, but I mean, Domi did the same thing when he came up with the Rangers, you know, Troy Crowder did the same thing, said a few things in the media, not, you know, whatever. But they were up there. They're just trying to make a name. Don't disrespect my team. He got called up. He's the enforcer. San Jose has nobody. What's he supposed to do? Let Clifford do it? Let him fuck around on the red line and stare everyone down? Didn't he hit the goalie the game before? What do you want Gabriel to say? He did exactly what he got called up to do. Again, think of that anxiety. You saw what Clifford did against your team, all of a, or against the Sharks. All of a sudden, ring. There's your phone. Bring you up from the minors. Oh, we're playing St. Louis. Oh, gee, I wonder why I'm getting called up. What's that anxiety like? You know? And he goes out and does it. You know? He fought Reeves. Got into it with Reeves before the game. Like, how can you not like this guy? Again, I'm not saying, you know, that he's the killer. But, I mean, you know, in such a starved hockey fight world, you're going to start shitting on Curtis Gabriel? Like, what are we doing here? Seriously? Like I said, I'm the old guy who's usually yelling at the clouds and shitting on new age hockey. Two weeks in a row here, I'm sticking up for these guys. Like, I'm in the enforcer appreciation group, and these guys are just getting shit on. It's like, if it's not Reeves, it's Gabriel. or It's like, holy shit, what do you guys want? Like I said, there's a handful of guys that fight, and when they do, it's still not good enough. We shit on them. Well, shouldn't we be shitting on the other 98% of the league that's a bunch of freaking candy asses that has their gloves glued on? Maybe we should shit on them. No, let's shit on the guys that actually fight now and again. Jesus, really? Come on, boys. What are we doing here? I don't know. But, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, eh, I, was, nah, I wasn't going to talk about it, but I will. I'm not going to talk about it long. Um, I, the whole, if you're on, if you're not on social media, this doesn't mean anything to you. But for those that do, and I think most people are, um, uh, Gord Miller, the TSN guy, had kind of came out and he made some statements against Barstool Sports. Because somebody had asked him if he'd ever go on Spit and Chiglets. And he said he liked the guys on Spit and Chiglets, but he doesn't like what Barstool stands for. And he used all his isms and everything else. And um, I'm not going to say he was right or wrong. I mean, it's his opinion. And he's more than welcome to voice that opinion. Um, and I'm not st- I'm not sticking up for Barstool because I'm only a stoolie. That's what they call Barstool fans, stoolie. Um because I I find most of their stuff, I it's like frat boy shit. I don't I have no interest in it. 
I like Biz. I like the I like the Spit and Chicklets guys. I like like I said, I, I'm not a regular listener, but I've listened to their show a few times and uh, I enjoy it. I've nothing against those guys. Um I've I've heard bits and pieces of other shows and I don't know, like I said, it's if I was twenty one maybe I would dig it, but at forty five not so much. Um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not shaming their existence though, whatever. I'm just not a big stoolie guy. And the president, oh, Portney, was that Portney? Dave Portney or whatever. The head guy, I find repugnant. I mean, hey, he's built a great empire and everything else, but to me, he just seems like a douchebag. I'm not a, you know, but he's, I'll give the one guy, he's fire, he, he's convinced the rubes anyway. And, you know, and it's this whole, I, I laughed at the whole GameStop, GameStop stock thing. And, oh yeah. And he was going on and on. I was going to stick it to the suits and, oh, the man, he's on Fox News saying all this. And, oh, I'm going to ride till it, ride it till I die and all this. And then, yeah, as soon as I think as soon as he went off air from CNN, on, from Fox News, he sold the stock. Yeah. And then all the rest of the rubes, of course, were all mad at him and stuff. It's like, what do you think he was going to do? You know, he's just some rich, he's just the, the rich CEO guy. He's everything you're trying, you, all you fuckers hate. That's him. He is a suit. So, whatever. But hey, he's got a shtick going and, and whatever. And, uh, and he's built the empire and I'm not shitting on Barstool. I don't, you know, I, I know a lot of the woke folks out there love to throw out all their isms and xenophobe and homophobe and racist and everything else. And, um, and I've never bothered to in, investigate. And although I will say, when these people are asked to to back up their claims, they they don't seem to. Well, this one time, it's like, oh yeah, it's always this. Well, this one time at band camp, you know, oh uh, he was on a video and he said this. Well, clearly it was joking and stuff, and they were. Now you can say, well, that wasn't funny. All right, well, you know. Nonetheless, it was meant in that sense. You're taking it out of context, of course. You know, oh, somebody takes something out of context on social media these days? Who would have thought? You know, again, I'm not going to sit there and defend like they've never said anything racial or anything. Yeah, they probably have. Like I said, I don't listen to all their programming. But, um, I, like I said, I've just seen interviews with the, with the president guy there. I, I don't know. He he just strikes me as a, maybe he isn't, maybe he's a real, I will say the money that they've raised for the small businesses and everything, that's outstanding. So there is no denying that they've done some great things and raised money and brought awareness to women's hockey, despite what apparently the women's hockey league says, or at least some of the players, you know, seem to be a little misdirected when the female CEO is trying to help you, but all right, whatever. You got to appear woke, I suppose. But, um, you know, and this isn't a stick the planet left and right and all that horse shit. I'm not, well, I'm not talking about that bullshit. Um, political. Um, you know, but, uh, he's, he's very good at marketing clearly. And, um, and he has a shtick and a character that he plays and, and he's good at it. And, uh, you know, whatever. I'm just, I'm, I'm just not interested in really what they do other than spitting chiclets now and again. And I bought in a bottle of pink Whitney now a couple times. But other than that, whatever, they can exist. I don't really give a shit. But um, I think the thing with Gord Miller, who I, I'm not for or against him, whatever. I didn't, I've never really thought put too much thought into Gord Miller. Um, but he's had a long career at TSN and whatever. But 
I'm really not sure what the point of his post was other than to, you know, uh, show how progressive he is and whatever. Like I said, you're, you, you're welcome to those feelings. It was interesting though. I mean, like I said, you have a big platform on social media and you're going to spout off, um, accusations like that. Um, well, Portney to his credit, the president there asked you to come on the show and explain what you meant and bring examples and they'll talk about it. I'll give him that credit. He's not, he's not running away. He's going right at it. And as far as I know, Miller didn't take him up on it. Well, Gord, you know what? If you're going to, if you're going to like, you know, if, uh, if you're going to sit and accuse someone of being a homophobe and a racist and everything, I mean, you're not saying you're not mad at him because he took the last slice of pizza. No, I mean, you're saying some serious shit and you're really attacking a guy's character and everything else. Well, he's called you out to defend it. You know, and, uh, if you don't, well, you're just another, you know, couch jockey, recreational activist, if that's the case. Like, I don't know, are you trying to win points? I don't know who you're trying to win points with, you know, the, the socially woke, like, okay. But I'm like the hypocrisy in it all too. Like, like you work for TSN. Maybe go tell, go talk to Hal Johnson, how great, how good TSN is to him. You know, with that, with the racial lawsuit there, with racism in the workplace and the, um, oh, her name was on my head, but the, uh, former, uh, female anchor there that left, um, due to some issues. Did you address those Gord? No. Why? Oh, cause the paycheck says TSN in the corner or Bell Media. Talk to them. Go talk to Don, Dan O'Toole, your former colleague. About Bell Media, bunch of your colleagues about Bell Media, you know. So, and again, but see what I mean? If you want to play the woke game, you know, we can get real stupid and play the woke game if you want. This is what happens when you go down that rabbit hole. A lot of hypocrisy going on. So check your own backyard first before you start throwing it over onto other people's. Um, that's all I'm saying. So. Hey, and we all have skeletons, and you know, and um, and like I said, I'm not in the grant. I'm not trying to paintbrush and well, this guy said so. They're they're like that. Well, no, I mean, I work with 500 people. I'm sure I've worked with a racist or two in there, or a sexist asshole that makes oh you guys. No, no, it's that guy, not you guys. Like I said, people love to to slap around the paintbrush. And everybody get labeled that way. Oh, everybody at Barstool is that. Well, but not them, but everyone else. Well, no, it's not everyone else. It's that guy. So deal with the issue. But like I said, everybody just likes to be woke and paintbrush things. And it's like, no, world, you know. I mean, I know the world does that. But no, deal with the issue at hand. Um, And I think a lot of, and I, again, if, if you feel that way, that's fine. But when you're asked, okay, what makes you feel that way? What examples? What are you talking about? Oh, you know. Well, no, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Like I said, if you're, it's one thing, it's like, oh, he's a Patriots fan. So yeah, he's an idiot. Uh, you know, well, no, that's one thing. But when you start, like if you, if somebody, if I heard on social media that somebody was calling me a racist or my show was whatever, sexist or what have you yeah i'd be calling them out on it okay and what example are you saying give me an example then oh i heard 
Oh, I heard from so-and-so. Oh, okay, but you don't really know. You're just, again, you know, we're, we're, we're just playing the messenger. Okay. Now, again, the accusations that he, that he, let, that he put against Barstool, are they true? Maybe. Like I said, I haven't looked into it. I don't know. But I've seen red comments and everything. And like I said, oh, everybody loves to, they love to throw, oh, they're racist. Well, what do you mean? Oh, well, go back and listen. Okay, what am I listening to? What's racist about? Well, there's one time he said this. Well, what was the context in which he, oh, it doesn't matter the context. Oh, yeah, it does. Context is everything. You know. Well, he was just telling a joke. Well, it wasn't very funny. Well, in your mind, it wasn't very funny. Andrew Dice Clay sold out Madison Square Garden. You know. Tell those jokes today and, oh, on social, say that shit on social media today. They'd, they'd pitch, you know, torches and pitchforks looking for him. But back in the day, he had back to consecutive sellouts of Madison Square Garden. So, no, context is everything. Now, some people didn't like that. That's fine. Don't go to the show. Don't listen. You don't like Barstool? Don't listen. But this whole cancel culture shit is just like, what are you doing? Now, if he said it, yeah, call him out on it and bring it up and, and talk about it. But this is, oh, I heard, I said, you know, and then Devin said a goo, then he's got to get in there. Oh, they've asked me a bunch of times. Same reason why I won't go on that show. Okay, Seto. So for Gord and, and Devin, so when you've had past teammates and like Gord Miller, Ray Farrow has been on that show. Did you sit down with Ray after and say, I'm really disappointed in you, Ray? Cause they're, they're sexist and they're racist and I can't, you're one of them for doing the show. Did you get, you want to, again, you want to play the stupid game? Want to play the stupid woke game? So Ferraro is part of the problem now, isn't he? So Gord, maybe you should, don't talk to Ray anymore then. Cause he's clearly, he supports that by going on the show. You see now, you see how stupid that sounds? Yeah. So if you go on spit and chiglets, oh, you're just endorsing that type of behavior. Oh yeah. So, okay. If you feel that way. My point is, to, now to Devin Setaguchi, if you feel like if you go on that show that you're you're sort of giving credence to that type of attitude and you're excusing it, okay, did you phone up your teammates after they went on Spit and Chiglets and chastised them? I'm willing to bet all the money in my wallet you didn't. So, again, you can feel that way. That's fine. But be consistent. You're going to be outraged. Be consistently outraged. Just saying. But anyway, I'm done talking about that. But it's just sort of the hypocrisy of the whole thing. Again, I'm not saying they're right or they're wrong or whatever. I'm sticking up for Barstool, not sticking up for them. But this whole idea of, of the, the white knights of social media riding around and they're trying to, like I said, look woke or for all these, for, you know, it, it's just enough, you know. Unless you have a specific example like if Gord, I'll say this, if Gord Miller doesn't take up Portney, is it named Portney? I keep wanting to say Dave Portney. If he doesn't take up President Guy there's offer to get online, to go online and debate live, you're just, you're just a big mouth and you look like a putz. You know, oh, I'm not going to dignify that with a response. No, because you, you just look like an idiot, you know. So just stop. But anyway. Again, I'm not, yeah, yeah, you know, the, the left, the liberal left, the, the libertards. And the, no, shut up with all that shit. That's not what I'm talking about. 
And I'm not some right-leaning person. I'm not some left lean you know, whatever. I don't give a shit about the left-right bullshit. So I'm not making this a political statement. Oh, if you like, you must be a conservative Republican if you're a barstool guy. Um, <laughs> stop with the paintbrushing shit. Or if you're against them, you must be a libertard. Liberals. Liberalism's a disease and what all that horse shit that people like to spout off. Stop with all that stupidity. That's the problem with the world. Everyone's got so much political bullshit up their ass. Just stop with all that stuff. I would say, most people that love to yell about common sense don't have any. So, I'm not going to get into the whole left-right thing. That that stuff is just nonsense. Uh, let's just all get along. I always said back in the day, my mom, my mom always used to say, there's two things in life you don't talk about. Politics and religion. That's completely gone out the window now, and it's a shame. I really wish people would, would have heard that bit of advice and followed it. The world would be a lot better off if people did not bother to bring that up in public. That's just my opinion. So you won't know what I... Left, right, middle, where am I? You'll never know. Oh, silliness. All right. How about we get out of here? We're at the hour mark. Oh, player spotlight. I'll be really quick. Because while well, and I've been a big fan since the junior with the Vancouver Giants. He just got Reese out of the blue. The Wheeling Nailers signed him. Garrett Hunt, the East Coast Hockey League's all-time penalty minute leader. Tremendous. Go to YouTube, look him up. I have a bunch of Garrett Hunt fights on my on my YouTube. There's a bunch all over YouTube. He's like five foot seven, 180 pounds, plays like a super ball. He is insane. Runs around. I'm a massive Garrett Hunt fan. Have been, like I said, have been since he strapped it on with the Giants. Undersize, just goes, fights anybody. Go check out, I think the first fight on YouTube when you type in Garrett Hunt is with Trevor Gillies. Sorry guys, we got phones ringing and everything, holy. Alright, but yes, Garrett Hunt, um, where was I? <clears throat> yeah, either, hey, he's the all-time East Coast penalty minute leader, um, Really pumped that the Nailers signed him. Great to see him back. Um, yeah, if you have, a, if you're in an East Coast League town, are they allowing fans back? I mean, I guess it's probably depending on what state you're in, or if you tune in or whatever. Yeah, tune into the Wheeling games and uh, yeah, check out Garrett Hunt. You, if you are a fight fan, you will not be disappointed. In the meantime, definitely go to YouTube at G A R E T Hunt and uh, yeah, just check out his stuff. And uh, yeah, trust me, you will dig him. I guarantee you'll dig them. But uh, other than that, guys, we'll wrap it up. Um, what did I talk about today? I don't, an hour, and I'm not really sure what I talked about. But, uh, um, yeah, I don't, uh, once again, I have not done an interview, so I don't, I can't tell you what Wednesday's show is going to bring. I have a cup, I have a, I have a cat lined up for tomorrow. Hopefully you can make it. And, uh, again, thank you, um, as I said at the top of the show, thank you, everybody that, promotes my show, um, retweets, likes it, um, shares it on Facebook or whatever it happens to be. If you're, Hey, if you're at the work, tell your buddy, Hey, there's an old school show or, or what have you. Um, thank you very much. And, um, uh, and I don't, cause I, I don't think I say it enough. And, um, yeah. And I, again, for a small show, like I said, I'm not spitting chiglets. I'm not 31 thoughts. I'm not Don Cherry. Um, although in Western Asia, I am. <laughs> but no, and seriously, it's, um, you know, so I mean, all the help I can get in terms of promotion and everything else, um, is, is very much appreciated. So 
Thanks. Thanks everybody. And, uh, yeah, let's get out of here. Enjoy the rest of what's left of the weekend here on Sunday and, uh, go Gonzaga. All right. Let's talk to you guys Wednesday. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?